Hi, everyone, and we are simulcasting here on the Total Media Network's Neil Haley Show and Your Beautiful Day on the Gratitude Radio Network, and I'm excited to welcome the program, my, the hosts of the show, Pearl Sharenza, and again, mother of gratitude, Jen. Jen, thanks again for uh, stopping by, looking forward to our amazing guest, and it's so amazing when you told me about how big a fan of you, you are of the show. Aloha, aloha everyone. Yeah, I love, I'm so excited about this. This was definitely on my bucket list, not just to interview, but to actually go there one day. I would love to be on the show and be picking out the, any type of real estate because Hawaii life is just always been one of my favorite things on TV. Awesome. All right, so. And welcome to your beautiful day. Um, where we hope to, you know, give you gratitude in every part of your life or just a little bit on the way. And who cannot have more gratitude for Hawaii life than Kahea? <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha. I wish I was in Hawaii, especially being in Pittsburgh. I've never been. Uh, I've been in a lot of places all over the world and never Hawaii. So I'll have to put that on my bucket this list. This is for you, then, Neil. This is for you. You had me at Aloha. <laughs> 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 when I found out that you were coming on the show, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do the studio all in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> and then we have a tropical storm coming. So I decided. <laughs> so she had to end up having to do it zoom it's yeah. just we, we think we're getting back into normal and then that new normal doesn't happen so. and then a tropical storm yeah <laughs> exactly awesome so jen i know you have your first question for her oh okay great um tell us about hawaii growing up there and um about yourself and your real estate Sure. Um, well, let's see. I don't want to let you down, but I wasn't, I didn't grow up in Hawaii. However, my dad did. And it's actually funny. It's a cute story. Um, my dad grew up on the North shore of Kauai and in a beach called Kalihiwai, um, which is very near to where I live. And my mom was born and raised on the big island in Honoka. And in their early twenties, they both moved to San Francisco and they met in San Francisco. And from there, they had five kids, and they moved us to Oakland, and then later on into, into the Valley. And then as, as kids grew up and graduated, we all slowly moved back to Hawaii. But now, out of five kids, I'm the only one still living here. And I live on the North Shore of Kauai. Oh, my. So out of everywhere that you've lived, you keep coming back to Hawaii? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and we were very much raised in the Hawaiian custom. Um, you know, since I was three or four, we, we were part of a halal, which is basically um, a Hawaiian and dance group. And we competed heavily throughout San Francisco, in Walnut Creek, Northern and Southern California. So we grew up very much in the Hawaiian custom. So then when I moved back to Hawaii, it just, it still felt like home. That is so sweet. Yeah. You yeah. had all the dances down, everything I've always had. You had all the dances down. Oh, I could show you all the talent shows that my family took over at, in elementary school. <laughs> so, awesome. for those that are listening, um, when I was little, when I was four, we moved from Athens, Georgia to uh, Winter Park. 
And we happened to stay in a hotel that was all Hawaiian. It was just, it was like the Mac Daddy Hotel. It, it was gorgeous with all the tikis everywhere and all the mm -hmm. Hawaii theme. And we moved into this house and next door to us was a Hawaiian family. I mean, it couldn't have been perfect. So I kind of grew up with the influences. So anytime there's anything on TV about Hawaii, I always look at the background. But now I can watch Hawaii Life and see everything. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think that the show would be that successful when you first started it, being part of it? Um, you know, I was a little skeptical, honestly. I, um, yes, because I believe that we live in a destination where everybody dreams about being. It's warm. It's, it's fun. We have this beautiful lifestyle. But, um, you know, from our side, seeing it, you know, from where I sit behind the camera, um, I wasn't sure. But, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, who, who doesn't want to be in Hawaii? Mm -hmm. Sure. And it's spiritual. It's very spiritual there, too. Mm-hmm. And what's great about the show is that you see bits and pieces of all the islands, and it's very much of a lifestyle. And so you get to see the different buyers that come through and what's, what they're drawn um, to Hawaii for. And, you know, what their, um, what their means of, of, of work is, you know, whether they're a school teacher or if they can work remotely or, or if they're in the construction business. So you can really see how all these different backgrounds come to Hawaii and it's, it's definitely possible. That's what I love. I, I love that exactly exact what you share. Those are the things that I love about the show. So I get to see different pieces of the island. And mm -hmm. as I, I've vacationed there before, you know, I've done my honeymoon there. And then we went and took my um, aunt and some family there with us to show them how much we love the island. And, and um, I, that's what I love about the show. It's kind of looking and being able to see different areas because our goal is to go back. You know, our kids mm -hmm. are, our boys are graduating mm -hmm. from college and such. So our goal is to go back and visit and we've always wanted to invest in there. So it's been fun to watch the show. And the fun part for me is like watching going, I would have picked this one and not that one. You know, it's interesting. Right. The mindset of, of people. And when you, when you work with the clients that are coming over, do, mm -hmm. do you notice that? Like you think they're going to look at the, oh, they're going to go for this one. Also their, their mindset is totally different than what you thought. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because you live in Hawaii for a lifestyle and it, it all depends on, on, on what your priorities are. Um, and, and it's interesting, you, you, the, the priorities you would think that they are, are, are probably a little bit different over here. You know, it's more about um, maybe the view or, or your space um, and less about, you know, being close to shopping and dining and, right. and things like that. For your experience in renting and being in rental in Airbnb, did you see your background before that? the experience of showing places and renting them. Did you have that background before coming to Hawaii? Um, no, 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 no. So in, let's see, I've, I've been in the, in the rental industry for about 20 years and okay. I actually started as a secretary in one of our, um, in another real estate office. And I immediately saw this need for um, absentee owners with property management. And so we developed that, and then um, in 2010, I joined Hawaii Life, and then developed their property management rental division, and now we've grown to a statewide inventory, and we also offer long-term rentals. So um, the vast majority of our homeowners are 
our absentee home, our absentee homeowners and they need you know assistance for people on the island to care for their home and in turn we we sort of have this two-sided marketplace where we help the tenants we help them find tenants we help them with their investment um so in in terms of looking at real estate it's you look at it a little differently you you think about the some somebody that's been coming to hawaii and you think about you know what their dream is and what their dream vacation might look like and you know what they're looking for and typically it's they want to be near to the ocean they want to see the ocean um, they want to hear the ocean they want to they want that experience so if you're looking at a home it's more about the location and their experience versus um you know you know you know how big the, the square footage is or you know um, how many bedrooms there might be because all different types of families and couples come so you can make something fit for any sort of rental right oh wow all right jen next question thanks so with the rentals in um in hawaii are there how long are the long-term rentals long terms are typically six months 180 days no less than 180 days and then anything less than that is considered short-term rentals. Okay. So if I want to rent for a year and get my bearings and see where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very common. That yeah, we get that asked a lot. Do you think it's easier for people to actually rent homes there than it is to buy them? As far as the market, like if I wanted to rent a house, would it be better for mm -hmm. me to rent a house than it would be to have two homes? Um, gosh, you know, we... I'm That's bound in the States, but I'm bound, you know, over there because it seems like it's going to be a jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, if you're in the interim, I, I, I think it comes down to what, you know, what your circumstances are mm -hmm. because we do get that very often. And what we get is we get, we get the person that says, I'm thinking about moving. I'm not quite sure where I want to be. Um, how about I rent for a year and let me feel it out. Let me live on the North Shore for a year. Let me see how that feels. And if I don't like it, then maybe I'll go rent for the South Shore. And then in the meantime, they're looking for purchase. That's, that's typically what happens. Nice. But in terms of being easier, I honestly can't say that because the rental market's extremely tight on all islands. Interesting. I think, I think knowing uh, we had a rental place ourselves before and um, we lived in a different state and having a company that's managing it, I think is such a benefit for the homeowner you know, that's because there's so many things that happen and come up. And if you don't know, and you're not there, you got to figure all those pieces of the pie out or having somebody like your, you that's managing it and, and overseeing it, mm -hmm. you would agree. It's a great benefit. It's, it's worth, for me, it's worth the investment to mm -hmm. hi hire somebody like you to say, we're going to manage it over here for you. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And especially right now when there's travel ban, and you know, owners can't come, nobody can come, and so these homes are sitting empty. You need, you need someone that's you know, taking care of your property. And not only do we rent your home, but our, our, our first priority is taking care of your investment. Yeah. When did you see the growth of this, the industry, property management like this with Helen? The growth? Yeah, the growth. When did this really start to really pick up big time? I mean, you talk about the history of Airbnb before and- what Yeah, you, um, you know, I would probably say it really started to take off in, I'd say 2004, 2005, um, basically with the internet. 
you know, as soon as the internet was became more accessible and websites were better developed, um, there was a huge influx of, of vacation rentals over hotels. We then had a platform to be able to advertise them um, and, and people had, a, had an option. So you didn't have to any longer go and mail, you were telling us a story about your friend, it would right. mail out postcards, <laughs> right. right? Right, well that was before my time. Oh. That, was, <laughs> that was before my time. That's one of my really great friends who, who runs another property management division who tells that story all the time and I love it. I, I couldn't imagine right now having to do that. No. <laughs> that is funny. How has the show impacted life in Hawaii or real estate sales? Um, that's a great question. That might be a better question for Matt. But um, in terms of it, Im it impacting, you know, life in Hawaii or real estate sales, I, I think it, it's, given, it's given people a hope that there's an opportunity that they can come and, and be part of our community and they get to see, you know, this beautiful life that we have. And it, it really is fantastic. I mean, it, it's, it's no joke. We, we're not, what you see on the camera, it really is like our, our lifestyle. And um, I think in terms of real estate, it creates a demand. And we're seeing it now where so many people want to escape the big cities and they want to escape the the you know dense cities and they want to come out here to where there's more space so there's we've always had a, a very large demand for whether it's rentals or people coming over here to purchase and make a full life change you discussed that travel ban how's that impacted you you said with rentals it's kind of shut things down in a lot of ways mm -hmm. that's been a challenge for you for sure not expecting we have a, yeah we have a, a visitor quarantine a 14-day visitor quarantine right now that's through june 30th and the governor did just pass that they're going to allow inner island travel between um, um and starting on june 15th and they did say they're going to extend our trans-pacific uh travel ban i'm not travel ban but visitor quarantine through the end of july and until then, our short-term vacation rentals are shut down. Hmm. So it's been, it's been challenging. You know, obviously we have a lot of um, frustrated homeowners who are used to earning revenue through their property and not so much the revenue, but for the protection of property. Um, it's very humid here. Our environment, our environment's extremely rough on homes. So as these homes, as they're used, they need to be used. Otherwise, if they just sit, things start to deteriorate. Um, so both in terms of the protection of the home and the revenue that the owners are, are used to, it's, it's, been, it's been challenging and we're hopeful that it's going to lift soon. Right. You know, it's, it's where we have a very cultural society as well. So, you know, um, and, and we appreciate it, but it's, it's about protecting our, our local residents and keeping our, our our community safe. We have very limited resources, so we have to be extremely careful about how we open back up. We can't let the floodgates in, and then we can't we can't be in a place where we have high cases because we just don't have the resources to to help everyone. You brought up a good point. I know you know I didn't think about that being over here in Florida. I forget Hawaii has different islands, and that you wouldn't even be able to travel between the islands. So mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. a yeah mm -hmm. huge impact, I'm sure, for you. Right. 
right? I mean, personally, it's been great. You know, the beaches are, are, are less crowded. The roads are less crowded. Uh, we have time on our hands. I, I see people out walking, biking, everyone's surfing, everyone's at the beach. The beaches were closed for a while, so that was, that was difficult, but, but they're open now. And restaurants opened last night. Um, wow. You know, bars and restaurants are open, salons are open, boutiques are open. Sounds we're, starting like almost... see, we're, starting, we're starting to see things opening. We just need some visitors now. Okay. Well, I'm hoping we get back to travel the way it was, or close to the way it was. And right. I... And it'll be interesting again to see the next couple months. Are we going to see a spike or not? And for travel, I feel bad for anyone in that industry or even in the rental industry. And but you told me real estate ha had a little bit of a stop, but now they're back. It's back running again, full fledged, right? Right, right. Yeah, there, there's there's still transactions happening. Yeah, but again, probably the same thing where they did shut down for a month, and that's different. That's weird for everybody in so many ways. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, all right, Jen, next question. My next question is, are there any homes that are completely off the grid that you can live without the electricity and solar powered everything just to completely, do you have any like green communities? Absolutely. Yes. There's absolutely some homes out there that, that offer that lifestyle. Just completely off the grid. I mm -hmm. love that. I, absolutely, mm -hmm. I used to have a house mm -hmm. in the Bahamas and so we didn't have, uh, didn't have electric a lot, you know, right now, but if you're on the right. beach, you don't need it really so much. Right. Right. They might not necessarily be on the beach. They might be up more in the mountains or in the Valley, but, um, yes, that they're available. And, and I agree with you that that would be the goal. What are some of the, what are some of the technologies for those homes? Um, exactly what you said, solar, um, wells, um, Yep. Get. Um, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, gas power generators. Yeah. So everything that's green that you guys have in those communities, I think that's amazing. I think that's great. Right. right. Especially for that. What is? What was your favorite thing growing up? What was your favorite part of Hawaii? Like your favorite um, memory of being there. My favorite memory as a child when, yeah. my, when my parents would bring us back to visit would be um, obviously the beach. We would go to the beach and um, some of our beaches have these great rivers that you know, flow out into the ocean and a lot of times there's you know, rope swings on them. And so I just remember as a child just playing in the ocean and then going into the river and being on this rope swing. And, and it was, we would be out there for hours or you know, taking the, the the canoe and paddling out to the point. Um, I remember our our big family luau's and our, our big gatherings. There'd just be so many people and the best food and music and dancing. It's a, it's wow. very happy. It's a very happy memory. Mm -hmm. The and beach. I, I, go, Pearl, uh, and then I'll ask a question about the beach. So I was just going to ask. So if um, because I love the beaches there too. If I was coming on a vacation, so I've been to, to Honolulu and I've been to Kauai and Maui, but if I want to come again to Hawaii and I wanted to go someplace that didn't have all the tourist stuff and just wanted to enjoy the island and the peacefulness and tranquility of the island, what's your, what would you suggest I look at? What areas? 
You would want to find the most remote areas. So, and each island has a different area. Um, What's you know, your favorite? In, in my opinion, it would be, you know, the North Shore of Kauai. Um, on Maui, possibly Hana, right? And, and these, Hana takes, it's about a two hour drive to get there, but it's completely remote. It's like you're going back in time. It's so beautiful. It's so lush. Um, we had the opportunity a couple of years as a company to go stay over there. And it was my first experience and it was, it was incredible. It's quiet. We, we, I, I slowed down. I, I, I very rarely slow down, but for a couple of days, we just took it down a notch. And um, so Hana, so you'd want to find areas that are just uh, outside of the resort areas. Um, and I can help you do that. I can help you find a place. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Trust me. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Now, talking about beaches, how would you compare Hawaii's beaches to other beaches, the difference? Like, if, I don't know other, other beaches you were on in your life, mm -hmm. but the, looking at the difference, what makes Hawaii's beach so special? Uh, well, you know, obviously the warmer waters. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, the, the surf, you know, the, those are the, the obvious factors. Um, we're typically have le we have less crowded beaches. Oh, okay. um, they're very accessible. You know, we don't, we don't pay to park, at least on Kauai, we don't pay to park. On Oahu, there's some areas where it's a little bit more difficult and there's a parking situation. Um, most times you can just literally drive right up to the sand and get out of the car and you're, you know, a couple feet from the water. Um, Hanalei, for example, has, it's a two mile crescent shaped bay. And just right behind the bay, there's this the, the most beautiful mountain range. And if you if you paddle out and you look back in the in that the, at the mountains, you just you don't know really what to look at. What's what's more beautiful is should I look out towards the ocean or should I look at the mountains? Because it's just it's mesmerizing. Um, so I think that's that's probably what's a little different. It's it's our it's our valleys, it's our it's our mountains, and um, it's everything's just so lush and it just changes at different times of the day it could look, it look like one thing in the morning and then you go back out in the evening it's completely different i can just picture it especially when yeah. i don't know if i'll be going to the beach this year especially with losing certain days for trips and things like that and now sports going into the whole part of the summer it'll be interesting to see but uh, yeah the, uh, definitely love to take that vacation trip my whole family be a very expensive trip with six kids to there, like the Brady Bunch going to Hawaii. That's what I see when I remember the, the Brady Bunch trips to Hawaii. I forget other shows that they've chosen Hawaii as their place. Uh, I have, yeah, yeah. I, Neil, I have a funny story. So when we did that trip about 10 years ago, we took our family. We had um, gone up to the mountain to see the sunrise and um, over there in Maui and um, on the way back down, we stopped at like some of the volcano areas, the little tourist things. And so I picked up this lava rock, right? So I bring it and I, it's in my luggage. <laughs> Jen, shake your head. It's in my luggage. So I don't know that you're not, you know, I don't know all the, you know, the, the, uh, the rules, the rules and stuff. So I'm, I'm at the airport getting ready to go home. And I hear this man talking to this family and the family's talking about, yeah, I've got the rock. And he's like, that's bad luck. You shouldn't do that. And it's just going on and on. And I'm just sitting there. I'm looking at my husband going, I told you we shouldn't have taken that rock. <laughs> I told you we shouldn't have taken that rock. 
<laughs> and we still have it to this day on our desk here. But if I couldn't get it out of the luggage, it was down in the plane of the luggage. But when you said that, I always thought about the Brady Bunch thing too. <laughs> you have it on your desk right now. It's I it's here at my husband's desk somewhere. So I think it's actually over on the shelf. Where is it? <laughs> I can't find it. It's on the shelf over here somewhere. <laughs> it's kind of hidden on me. <laughs> you don't. You don't mess. You don't mess with that. No. <laughs> There's some parts you don't go into, right? Right. Right. You have to announce yourself before you go in, is what I was mm -hmm. told. Mm -hmm. What I was sharing earlier, like if you if if there's one bucket list item that I tell all my friends are going, especially if they're going to Maui, is to go. I think it's the bike ride, the Hana guy. I think mm -hmm. that's where I was at, and so or Haleakala maybe. What was it? Haleakala. Yes, that's what it was. So mm -hmm. you could take a bike up to you know pick up in a van, then you bike down the mountain, and so they forgotten to pick us up. So we went and took the our car and we went up and you hit it was november i had no clue that hawaii got snow we went through <laughs> snow going up that mountain oh, and um we got there it is the most beautiful sunrise i will never ever forget in my lifetime you are above the clouds and watching that sun comes oh, up wow. you know there's a there's a god and so i always tell my friends if there's one thing you're going to do you've got to do that bucket list item sounds like a seminar we need to put together pearl I gotcha. And I, it sounds like you agree as well. Now, how, talking about the show, how about your fans? Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you want to say to your fans that have been watching and the feedback you're getting from your fans? Well, keep watching. Um, <laughs> we're going to, you know, we, we just wrapped up a season and we're going to start shooting for um, the fall and winter season. And so obviously the audience is going to change or buyers are going to change. There's going to be some new brokers on. Um, so there'll be some fresh faces. Matt and I will still be there, but there'll be some new brokers and um, they always show different parts of the island. So hopefully we can show you something more exciting. Now, would you say, what about the interaction with the fans? Is it nice to get feedback from the fans and stuff about what you've done? You and Matt getting emails or social yeah. and all that <laughs> stuff. What is it? How much was that to get used to? You're always used to dealing with customers, but now you're dealing with fans. Yeah. How do you deal with them? That's a different dealing with right questions yeah. they want to ask you or different things and your 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 social media stuff get flooded with different things how do you kind of interact with them in that way you um you know we always have a positive voice and and for the most part everybody is so grateful and they just they love the show um you know it's it's funny when we we were chatting earlier you said we were celebrities and we really don't look at ourselves as that. It's just, <laughs> I'm more of like, I'm a broker uh, in, in the real estate company and I'm, I'm helping out with, um, oh, did I go away? Yeah, um, help, helping out with the show. And um, our, our fans are great. They, you know, it's, it, it, it makes you appreciate um, Hawaii more and to see it through their eyes and to, and to see their, their perspective and how much they appreciate it it definitely makes you want to keep going you know when we when we shoot we often shoot in public spaces and it's a very small crew but um you know we have people watching and and standing by and then occasionally when we're out in public they might notice they might notice us and the brokers are noticed as being on the show and, and I, I think that's fun it's, it's a really fun element I think, I think that's yeah. the thing. And it's, it's until you have that success in that way, you've always had business, your business success, definitely from running a property management, but now being mm -hmm. known worldwide, 
how to get used to that. And then you're staying yeah. grounded in certain ways, but it, you, if you really knew all the fans that watch you, especially two that are on right now, <laughs> then, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, not saying I'm not a fan. I just, again, my, my, I'm a binge watcher. And when I have chance that time to watch, but I definitely will be tuning in. But the thing is, it's just that, that interactivity with your fans. That's what makes it. If the fans don't watch right. don't the show right. anymore. Yeah. And, I, I, I think it's great. My parents watch it. My dad records it. And, you know, my, my, my daughter, she's eight. She loves it. And um, <laughs> I think it's great. They definitely, she's definitely staying grounded. All right, Jen, next question. That's funny. My question was, um, how did you get, how did you guys get with HGTV? Did HGTV come to you or how did Hawaii life manifest? Gosh, you know, I think that's a Matt question, but I'll, I'll do the best to answer it. Um, they asked us, they asked us and we, we pitched it. Um, and that was it. It, it would just, it just became a hit. It just, you know, one season and then another season. And I believe I jumped on maybe a year after the first season, the first one or two seasons. Wow. Um, and it's just, it just, it just keeps going. <laughs> like I said, it's when, when someone gets the property that I want them to get, because I'm like, I'm in it, you know, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I have a real estate license and I realized it's not for me. Um, but when I see Hawaii, when I see people come on, and I'm like, ooh, what are they going to get? You know, right. as a real estate right. person, it's like, ooh, what are they going to get now? And if right. they don't get the house, I'm like, no, you know, yeah. but if they get it, it's yeah. like a game show, and I feel like I won. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the greatest thing about it is that it's a show, but it's very real. You know, right. after, after the fact, you know, we still see the buyers, and they're still living in the house, and they really are doing the things that they love to do, and they really are working where they said they were working. It's, it's a very real show. <laughs> <laughs> as real as it can be right it's not scripted <laughs> oh definitely not scripted but again organization planned out being ready the preparation time it takes a long time to prepare for a show right but the production oh, but also on your end oh my god that in your end and how to prepare yeah. yourselves to work with them there's that that's not script but it's more hey this is what you have to be on time this is when we're shooting all those different right. things there's right. a lot of logistics involved for being on a show like hctv would you say i'm sorry logistics, ask, ask me that one more time. logistics wise like the um, yeah for a shoot and all yeah that. for the most part we have to travel we, we travel to the inner islands for the shoots yeah um it's you know, it doesn't, it doesn't come natural for me. It's, it's actually a whole lot harder than it looks. Matt makes it look, makes it look really easy. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me quite a while to get through the day. <laughs> and so and when they first really asked you. Crew, yeah. And they're really patient and, and yeah. they're, they're great to work with. <laughs> so when they asked you to be part of the show, was that, were you kind of like, I don't know at first when they asked you? Um, I think I said yes immediately, you know, I'm, I, I'm a yes person. So I'm like, sure, I'll try it out. Uh, sure, I'll get up at 5 a.m. That's okay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea that I just came up with, right? But I, I, but I of course, you know, somebody's saying that. Um, 
I'm pitching fans watching Hawaii life, you know, to have like little fans like they're doing now with, with celebrities watching other shows and getting their reaction. Mm -hmm. I think that would be hilarious for the fans. That would be great. That's a good idea. Reaction to, to some of these, so some, you know, oh, they're going to have the llamas over there and here's the chickens over here or that, you know, if these people want to be right on the beach with their feet in the sand and they need to be $50,000 more, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so how does somebody, um, if they're interested in like, getting on the show, is there, a, is there a process to that? What, is, what would you suggest to somebody who's looking at that? Yeah, we have, um, there's someone within our, within our company that organizes that. And, and basically, um, it, it comes from the brokers. So the brokers will, you know, ask, you know, do you have any buyers that are interested in being on the show? And a lot of people, a lot of buyers, clients are, are really interested. It's fun for them. Um, there's definitely activities involved as you know from watching the show and so they get to spend a day doing the activities of choice and going back and looking at the homes and um yeah that, that's basically we it's you know no one's forced to be on it um but there's a lot of people that are really that have a good time there are a lot of applicants just for or asking to be on that you have to go through the the team to figure out who would be the right fit um, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, you know, when people are, are going through the purchase process, like, are, are we going to, are we going to be on the show? Yeah. <laughs> so. That was, that's a bigger end, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going down the street if they don't put me on the show. <laughs> and we talked about Matt and selling, but what about for your property management? part of the division has that helped grow it even further we talked about real estate matt that's a matt question but for you and how many of them once that you show them a property or you're part of it they say i know who you are it, it might, they might have not even thought about it and then they say oh and does that help in that process to get more and more people that are interested in renting and interested in being uh to rent yeah, other yeah, right. Yeah, the purpose of the show is not to uh, promote, you know, for them to turn their home into a rental or, or a vacation rental, but circumstances change and people might need to move. Um, we also have some pretty strict legislation in the state and it's different per island. So depending on whatever the legislation is, they might be able to short-term rent or they might be able to long-term rent, in which case I'd be able to help them. Me being on the show, um, it just makes them aware that we have the division and that if the opportunity is available or if, if it's a direction that they need to move in, then we're there to help them. Gotcha. So I get, yeah. So to answer your question, yes, yes. It, 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 it benefits the rental division because it makes them more aware that we have those services available to homeowners. Okay. Another question, Pearl, do you have, or Jen, either? So I, I um, mortgage rates, because I used to have a mortgage background, what's the mortgage rates in Hawaii versus like over here on the other side of the state? Is it pretty much the same? Or are you seeing anything different? I know you do the rental side, but are you seeing right. that? Um, yeah, next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, from what I know, um, they are still low. And I, I'm not going to speak numbers because I don't want to, no. I don't want to misquote, but I do, I, I, I'm, from what I'm aware is that, yes, they're, they're holding strong and they're still low. Good. 
So there's not a big, it hasn't been a big hit for you guys. That's awesome. Right, right. What are some of the trends that you're seeing that you're experiencing or you, are you expecting after all of this? Um, um, I may have mentioned it before, but I'm, I'm, we're, ex and we're expecting the floodgates to open. I think people are pent up and I don't think it's just for Hawaii. I think it's for, for maybe, maybe a drive through drive to destination. Um, I think people want to come here and Hawaii has a huge following as you know, and people, we have loyal visitors and, you know, they, they want to come here as soon as they can. And they're, they're less concerned about health, um, I wouldn't say safety, but they're less concerned about maybe contracting the virus through travel than they are just getting here. Mm -hmm. And everybody's been extremely respectful, knowing that if they come into our into our place, into our environment, that they're going to be, um, you know, mindful if they're sick that they won't come. We're definitely promoting that um, sort of a stay safe, um, stay aloha, where we we want you to come, but we want you to be mindful that if you're sick, please don't come. Please get tested before you come. I know our government is working on some sort of plan to open up visitor quarantine so that people can start coming over here a little bit um, more comfortably. So uh, what we're seeing is the floodgates open. We're also seeing, you know, this whole work from home is a real possibility. And so what I'm, I'm already seeing is I want to come over here for three, six, um, 30, 60, 90 days. We mm -hmm. want a six month lease because my kids aren't going to go back to school this year. I have figured out how to work from home. Why not do it in Hawaii? That's and so, right. yeah, so across the state, we're seeing a huge influx of longer term rentals. Mm. I can, I mean, the, the only, I think the biggest challenge is flying. If you're in mm -hmm. like an area like me, so that mm -hmm. am I going to be able to, am I going to be safe flying? And uh, mm -hmm. you guys are in those conversations as well. You do know, cause again, people are calling you saying, Hey, I'm from, I'm interested in renting. I'm going to come out. Mm -hmm. What do you think this once the travel bans lifted? Uh, what are you hearing from the airline industry and stuff like that about travel and stuff to Hawaii? Where are the, how they're trying to make it safer. I'm sure you're studying what's happening on that. Right. End. Well, you know, the airlines are open. It, mm -hmm. It's not so much that we have a travel ban. We have a visitor quarantine. Uh, okay. And so you could come, but you would just have to hang out for two weeks in your house and you can't go anywhere. We need to bring you your food and all your provisions. And um, so we're suggesting that visitors travel after that. And obviously, you know, it's, it's no fun to hang out in your, your home for two weeks. And, it defeats the purpose, but you know, travel after that, travel when the visitor quarantine is lifted. Um, and the airlines are still flying to all the different islands. There's been some cancellations of direct flights. Um, so for example, from LA, um, you know, or from the, let's say San Diego to La Julia, I believe those might be canceled, but you can still get here. You just have to do a little stop in Honolulu and then you travel to Kauai or the different islands. But we are expecting that in September, those direct flights will resume. I still can't think, fathom, even though I do travel, I, I can't fathom traveling it. It's so weird. It's so weird to me. And yeah. We're starting to, but the number of people, the percentage more and more going on airlines is mm -hmm. still, still the thought process. Mm -hmm. But I think they really are coming up with ideas that it's going to be not that even 
if you didn't contract the coronavirus, you might not get sick like you used to get sick on flights because of what they're how they're, the airlines are changing the way they're doing. Things. Right. So that's right. going to be exciting. Right. And then more and more people find out we're not getting anything. Then look out the floodgates. Once everyone feels safe, they want to go. Oh my gosh, I couldn't yeah. imagine being a travel agent, Jen, at that time. Right. All over yeah. the country where people were saying, because all of us are just so tired of being, we want to go somewhere, especially right. when it's summer. Right. right. Even, even right. though I live in a, we live in a vacation state. We lived, we have the best beaches of the world here. You know, nothing compares with the majestic of Hawaii. And one of the things I think that's always captivated my imagination, there's a lot of things that captivates my imagination with Hawaii, as you can imagine. But um, one of them is that there's no bridges. Like we have bridges for all of the Florida Keys. There's no bridges for all of the different islands. Is that? No. So no. It, yeah, you have to fly in an island. Mm -hmm. You have to fly. And one of the cool things that I think we're going to see coming out of COVID, because a lot of our, in the way I'm, reason I'm saying that is because a lot of our flight schools are really getting um, high numbers in them right now is a lot of things is going towards private planes and people using that versus commercial. But you guys are already mm -hmm. there. Yeah. You have yeah. We, we, we've actually have had that clientele for, for many years. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to be able to do that mm -hmm. and, and versus hop around. Right. What is the furthest miles from one from one island to the other? Like, can you both? It would be Kauai to Honolulu, and it's a little over a hundred miles. Because it doesn't look like that on the map, does it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're talking about everything opening yeah, up, but it's up. only it's it, it's only a twenty minute flight. It's it's, it's yeah. very fast. Right, yeah. but it looks like it's right there. Like you could just yeah. <laughs> So with everything, with everything opening, talk about everything opening back up, and I like your suggestion, come after the quarantine, you know, the vacation quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, is there a certain time of the year that somebody should look at? I know when I went in November, I was really surprised how windy it is. Like in Maui, mm -hmm. it was really, really windy. Is there a certain time of the year that um, you see people come to do the, you know, rental properties and or look for property there? Um, to look for rentals or to come stay? What's the best time to come yeah, stay? Yeah, what's the best time to stay? And then to look for rentals, what's the best time? Like, you know, if it's less crowded during another time? Uh, yeah, so we, we, we have predominantly a pretty much high season year round. Um, so, you know, the, the first, first quarter of the year is going to be our snowbirds, um, January, February, March, and then we move into spring break and that's very busy for families. And then there's a bit of a lull in May. And then we get busy again, June, July, August for summer. Um, September is another sort of slower season, but October is extremely, is typically really busy. Um, October is my favorite month. It's just why well, I think it's beautiful everywhere in October. And um, it's a wedding season, typically in October. We'll see how that changes with COVID. And then November, we start our holidays. So if you were to say when's the slowest season, I would probably say sometime around May or September would be a good time if someone wanted to come out. But what typically happens, and what's my experience in, in the property management rental division, is that you get renters, these repeat renters year after year after year, and renters are buyers. So that's typically what happens, is they come out, whether it's their first time or their 10th time, you know, I've had clients that I've been working with since 2000 and, and you know, they end up buying property. Um, 
So a lot of times it happens while they're on vacation or a little seed is planted and they go back home and then they call their real estate agent and they maybe come back for a couple days and look at a property. And I mean, we just had something closed that was all done through FaceTime, you know? Wow. And that makes, it makes it easier to meet with people than before. Cause you said when yeah. it's busy, it's, is it, it's uh takes time to go from one place to the next, regardless of the Island you're on. Right. Traveling. Right. Right. It, right. Yeah. Because of so many people or less roads or what would you say? It's the big thing that it, it takes time to travel from place to place. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's more the traveling time. Um, it might be that the homes are occupied and it, you know, it takes a couple days to give notice to get into them. Um, so during a slow, slower season, it might be a little easier, but there's ways around it. Um, it def, you know, if you were to come during high season and you want to look at real estate, an, an agent's going to help you, you know, you're going to get into the home. It's, it's not going to be a problem. I'm just, I'm thinking the old Brady Bunch and probably there are a lot more roads built in Hawaii than yeah. the Brady Bunch days where it showed like, you know, even though it was a 70s show, it sounded like the 50s and you're like, thinking of, that's my picture of everything, the Brady Bunch, but that's me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're shooting Magnum PI there now. You understand that. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. I remember the old Magnum PI, and I interviewed uh, Tom Selleck's uh, co-got, co the the other big star of the show. But no, and I wasn't a huge Magnum PI fan. So there you go. <laughs> Tom Selleck is still in Hawaii. They're they're back, not for last season, but they're filming in Hawaii. And, and well, they're like I think they're on two or three series now for Magnum. Oh, okay. All right. Anything else to add, Jen or Pearl? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, what have you most enjoyed about working on the show? Can you give me one gratitude moment? Uh, it's the it's the viewer appreciation. It's a viewer appreciation and seeing them, um, you know, really um, appreciate our lifestyle and um, knowing that we're making somebody smile when it's cold or snowing outside and bringing some cheer to their day because they're able to, you know, envision being here. Mm -hmm. So we're having like a virtual vacation. Yeah, it is a very much a virtual vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gotten me through this whole thing. I've been binge watching. Right. I'll, I'll find myself re doing the same thing, knowing yeah. they're going to buy the same house or rent it. <laughs> yeah. What is, what do you think, um, can you give us any information on uh, next season, what we can, what the viewers can expect or anything? New faces, new faces, new brokers, new homes, um, you know, some, maybe some new action shots, <laughs> new activities. Um, yeah, we're going to keep doing what we're doing and we're going to, you know, show you, show you some new parts of the island. Awesome. Nice. And is there any crazy houses on the island? I mean, is there there any been any type of real estate where someone's like, I want to make this insane house? Um, with like a new build? Mm -hmm. A new build or either an old build? Um, absolutely, it's 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 happening often. You know, um, I don't know if those would necessarily be on the show unless they came up for sale. But yeah, definitely, if you were to you know take a drive around or walk around, you can see some beautiful architecture. Oh, that's so neat. 
Neat, cool. And what other projects do you have coming up? Um, right now we're working on obviously the rebuild and what life is going to look like after COVID. Um, we are working on doing another season of HGTV. Um, we're working on um, working with different developers on listing their properties, renting their properties. So we have some interesting things coming up that our team has been um, meeting on and we're excited to roll out. Has this opened up any acting um, gigs for you or have you wanted to go into acting more or, I mean, I know this isn't acting for you, this is reality, this is real, but has this opened up yeah. anything for you being a part of movies or anything in film? Um, gosh, would it make me a bad actress if I said no? No. <laughs> what do you want to do? You've got this great opportunity. You really need to think about where you can go from this. I actually don't consider myself an actress. In fact, after I was on the H one of the shows, one of my friends way back on Facebook said, when did you become an actress? And I just laughed. <laughs> I, I'm not an actress. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a real estate broker that happens to be on the show. Um, no, no, I, I, I don't think it's a road I would go down, but hey, if the opportunity presents itself, like I said, I'm a yes person, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I hope some really neat things happen for you. Yeah. Awesome. Any questions, Pearl? No, oh, I'm good. This has been a, a blast. It's been fun getting to know you and, you know. Thank you. Feeling a little bit of Hawaii and the, we have tropical storms here right now in Florida. We've got a tornado warning just popped up. So it's oh, been, no. we're all good, but it's fun to know that, you know, like, like, like you said, the virtual vacation through your eyes and describing it. So I love this. Yeah. Gorgeous yeah. in Pittsburgh, sunny when it normally is not sunny. I'm looking outside and it's, it's gorgeous. And the, we don't have that many sunny days in Pittsburgh. So yeah. when you hear about people, I'm jealous when they're in Florida, California, Hawaii, no, I'm just in Pittsburgh. Uh, where can we connect with you social media wise for yourself and stuff? Where can we uh, well, we have a couple of Instagrams. It's Hawaii Life and then we have Hawaii Life Vacations. Okay, awesome. And then we're on Facebook as well and our, our website's hawaiilife.com. Okay. All right. Anything else to add, Jen? Thank oh. you so much. Thank you for, for, thank you for being live. present at this yes. at this. We're back here on the Neil Haley Show's Freedom from Addiction segment, and I'm excited to welcome the program Reverend Wynn Henderson. Reverend Wynn, Wynn, how are you? Uh, we continue. We, you know, we're slowly opening up, and something else had to come up, right? Another one of this 2020 challenges, but that's what you teach: is we have to overcome our challenges. Yeah, so it wasn't bad enough with everything happened with coronavirus now we got people protesting in riots all over the country exactly exactly and our topic in in the way to kind of you know feel and i believe this is a very important thing when to talk about is relationships people who are single uh are looking to connect with someone and find love and love now is more no longer the bars anymore. No more a friend introducing. It's through online relationships. That's how they first start in relationships even before going on a date, especially with the pandemic and coronavirus and that you really can't see each other till things get better. 
but online you can in ways. So when explain our topic for today. Neil, we're going to talk about how do two people develop intimacy quickly. And um, so SOCKET, S-O-C-I-T-T, stands for Stream of Consciousness Intimacy Truth Training. It's a psychological program that I developed for rapidly increasing and expanding interpersonal intimacy. And I'm sure that you're thinking, well, what is intimacy? So I'm going to define it for you. Intimacy is a close, familiar, and usually affectionate or loving personal relationship with another person or group. It's a close association with detailed knowledge and deep understanding of that person or group. The definition of intimacy is not just about two bodies getting together for sex, although sexual intimacy is often the connotation for the word. It's a state of extreme interpersonal emotional closeness such that each party's personal space can be entered without causing them discomfort. Now, this is a self-implemented discovery process that enables you to empower yourself and your current or potential relationship partner to develop an intimacy with each other that could otherwise take weeks or months or even years to obtain. The difference with socket, however, is that you can achieve this intimacy within a day, and in some cases, within as few as four hours. Hmm. Yeah, so some people live entire lifetimes in ignorance about their partners, constantly guessing what's on his or her mind, or in fear of what would happen if true feelings, concerns, or even simple private thoughts were expressed to their partner. But by learning the socket process and putting it into action, you can banish the fear and repression that results from not being able or allowed to be who you really are when you are with your relationship partner. Yes. The socket process could result in the discovery of a new freedom in your life and new potential for developing a richer and more meaningful relationship with yourself and your partner. Now, I need to tell you that there are two concepts that are essential for this process to work. And those two concepts are, first, openness or transparency. And secondly, absolute honesty. Dishonesty, even in the little white lie that you say to spare your partner's discomfort, cannot exist here. When both parties adopt these two concepts, each partner may learn things about his or her behavior, attitudes, desires, and values that have been hidden deep inside 
up until this point in his or her life. When these behaviors, attitudes, desires, and values are allowed to surface for both partners, the individual partners and the relationship will most likely change in one of three ways. First, the relationship is strengthened and nurtured in the immediate and long-term future. Second, the relationship partners determine that they would be happier with only a platonic rather than a romantic relationship between them and choose to call an end to romantic involved. And three, the relationship partners determine that to be happy, the two should separate and go about living completely separate lives. Regardless of where you are in life and of your relationship, when you begin the socket process, you and your current or potential relationship partner will actively and collaboratively participate in the process with the pro promise and trust that you both will be open and honest in your comments and discussions and that both will put aside any impulse or deliberate action to manipulate or punish the other person. Now, remember that no two people are identical in their views on all things. On one hand, diversity is a gift that can deliver spice to a relationship. Yes. But on the other hand, some differences cannot be reconciled and may lead to the decision to discontinue an existing relationship or not to pursue a relationship with a potential relationship partner. For a sound and balanced relationship to flourish, both parties must truly know the other intimately and be able to truly accept and grow to love the other completely with all the warts of different opinions, likes, and dislikes. Each individual must determine for himself or herself what he or she is capable of accepting and or capable of modifying in order to grow and continue the existing or future relationship. And that acceptance or modification must be undertaken by the individual freely and with full responsibility and accountability for the results of such acceptance or modification. Now the technique that I use to implement the full socket protocol is to agree with the verbal contract on the specific length of time it will be used. This could be an hour, a day, until the end of the present conversation, or forever. The relationship partners agree that whenever a thought comes to their mind during a conversation, they will verbalize the thought and stream the consciousness of it so that the other party will know what they're thinking. You could be thinking, I don't believe what you're saying, or that would